0: So answer this question if you would be so kind. Why is it that so much of what we hear on the news, read, on the internet, even sometimes hear on the radio, make absolutely no sense to a logical mind? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm going to tell you right up front my wife and I decided to disconnect pretty much from most of the news over the weekend. We did catch some stories a little bit in the evening, but for the most part, we turned off the news. We decided to clear our minds and clear our souls of all the the evil that this world is so full of today. Truth is now a precious commodity you can't find much anymore. On Friday evening, I spent just a little bit of time looking for material to use today. I like to find a few things and and have a starting point before checking the news headlines. Maybe there's something that got missed in the news that you need to hear more about. And, And I'm looking at a story that actually came out a little while back we'll say back around the 20th of August, I found this news story and decided to do a little bit of research on my own. Now this comes from uh, Click On Detroit. And it is a uh, publication from Michigan. And I'm looking at this story that these people put out in their online news journal. And they talk about a story about a person that had spoken before the the legislature in Michigan. And this individual, this individual had a lot to say. Her name is Dr. Christine Parks. And this entire hit piece, and that's what it is, talking about For weeks, there have been protests over the vaccine mandates and lots of employees say they're feeling pressured and then they go on. But conspiracy theories were on display Thursday in Lansing as as lawmakers listened to testimony about a House bill which would prevent employers from mandating vaccines or masks without even asking about their vaccination status. And of course, these Two reporters, and I did some checking on them. They know less about medicine than I do. They're a bunch of kids. Literally, when I look at it, look at their pictures, their man buns and everything else. A lot of businesses. Yeah, they, they're, their background. He's a producer and media enthusiast. And he worked as a freelance video production guy. And he only graduated college recently in media. The other guy comes to, uh, this guy used to work in television news, has the nice face with no brain to go with it. And I hate to be that way and that blunt, but I'm reading this entire hit piece, just a hit piece. They're talking about this particular doctor, and I want you to hear, I want you to hear in her own words, her credentials, and then I'm just going to give you a quick summation of what she had to say Now this is Dr. Christina Parks, a PhD, and they are just livid that she is talking science and it doesn't agree with their predetermined political science.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Christina Parks. I received my PhD in cellular and molecular biology right here in the state of Michigan from University of Michigan Medical School. And um, so I'm very well versed in the science of both these mRNA gene therapy, vaccines, this kind of technology, as well as what a vaccine is designed to do in the body, what it can do, what it can't do, and the fact that this is extremely complex science that has been oversimplified in the media to basically take away our freedom of choice. What I want to address today in this limited time is the fact that vaccine requirements and mandates are based on the faulty assumption that the vaccines in question prevent transmission of the pathogen, right? Does the vaccine for DTAP prevent transmission? No. Does the vaccine for flu prevent transmission? No. Does do the vaccines for COVID prevent transmission? No. Now
0: the reason that I played that introduction, I wanted you to understand that with Christina Parks, she has her doctorate and her background and what she knows. And when I looked at this story called Click On from Click On Detroit these two young reporters that are not medical experts at all, they're political science experts. And so anything she said that did not fit their narrative became instantly a conspiracy theory. Um, Everything's been debunked. Ivermectin's been debunked. Hydroxychloroquine's been debunked. Blah, 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 blah has been debunked. Then why in India, if all this stuff has been debunked, read an interesting story that came out. There is a province in India with hundreds of millions of people where the coronavirus virtually is non-existent. Why? Because ivermectin is sold over the counter just like we would buy Tylenol. And people there have been taking it, and it works. And that's why their numbers of hospitalizations severe illness and death has become in time non-existent in places where the vaccine was the preferred alternative. We get the Delta variant to come out and infect the world. I mean, that's just, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just an observation that has been made by, by many individuals. Just a fact then you have these antibody treatments that are now available. And the Biden administration, once again, playing the political science, not medical science, has his mouthpiece, Jan Saki, Jan Saki, I mean, who is just a liar, just a prolific liar, gets out there like a Jezebel and lies through her teeth about everything. Can you imagine she would be great being having been Nero's press secretary about, you know, the city of Rome burning. I'm trying to figure how she would spin that. But I'm just I'm being brutally honest with you today. Like I say, my wife and I, we, we turned off the news this weekend. I did a little research on Friday night and then I'm up early today putting this program together and looking at some of these stories. And I'd run across that with Christina Parks, Doctor Parks, a while back. I don't have time to play all of the eight minutes of testimony, but it is pretty good stuff. Well thought, well researched, and you can tell not opinion because she quotes her sources. But these two reporters at Click on Detroit, well, they didn't. They just, they just disagree. So she's just an anti-vaxxer. She just doesn't like it. And she thinks Dr. Fauci was funding this virus. Yeah. Well, truth is, he was. You know, you go look at some of these reporters and their stories from about a year ago. These same reporters were saying they would never take the Trump vaccine. Notice, it's all politics. Now that Biden is saying you can take it. Oh, yes, he said it, so it must be good. A year ago, these same reporters, if you talked about the virus leaked out of a lab in Wuhan, well, guess what? You are a conspiracy theorist. You're a nut job. Take your hydroxychloroquine and die or whatever kind of nonsense they were saying back then. But they were against it then. But now they're, they're not because the truth has come out. I've been believing, and this is really where I want to start the program today, more than what I just did. I just wanted you to have an example of what we're fighting against in getting the truth. You have these young reporters with a political agenda, and they will run everything, everything through that tiny filter. If it doesn't fit, they don't share it. I'll be honest with you. If I had enough proof, which we can't because we haven't had enough years go by on the safety and the actual efficacy of these vaccines, if they, look, let's go back a year ago, September. Let's go back to September of 2020. This is the early days of this radio program. I didn't talk much about the possibility of vaccines. And if you did, the left was saying it's impossible to get a vaccine this fast. And like Kamala Harris said, I'm not taking the Trump vaccine. And, and Joe Biden, oh, I would never take a vaccine invented by, by Donald Trump. Uh, you know, you're a fool to take it. Vote for me. And now look at us. Look at us where we are today. The same people that opposed these concoctions are now selling them to you. And they're trying to find ways to force you to take it. And this is something I want to share before we move on. Whether these things come to pass or not remains yet to be seen. But they are deeply concerning. There are people in government. People in government. They're trying to suggest ways that the federal government can put additional pressure on people to take this vaccine. I mean, they are determined. They want every arm to have been vaccinated with this stuff. Everybody, with I mean, period. You've got Pfizer today claiming their vaccine is safe for 5 to 11-year-olds. Safe for how long? Is that really a bad, am I being a conspiracy theorist for asking a simple question? Based on the fact that we know that at minimum, one third of every new medicine or whatever since the year 2000, one third of fully FDA approved medicines, drugs, products, whatever, had to be pulled After a few years, because they ended up being highly dangerous and had effects they never anticipated. So we know that one in three medical science breakthrough drugs and treatments end up having to be pulled. Because after several years, we find out there is a big problem we did not see. Following? But we're not doing that with these. And I know that everybody tries to say that, you know, well, you know, Pfizer's got full approval for a drug we haven't seen yet because it now has a trade name. But the other is considered similar and it's still under. See, the current vaccine from Pfizer is still under the emergency use authorization. If you run down to Walmart, you're not getting the new one. You're still getting the one that they have Under the emergency use authorization. Now, when that changes, I can't tell you. I haven't been able to get a straight answer yet. Last week, I shared with you one of the reasons that I'm a little hesitant about some of this stuff. Has nothing to do with the politics of Donald Trump that put the money out there for these companies to work hard. I think a lot of this was pre-planned long before Trump understood it. I think that Dr. Fauci, we know now, we know now from actual testimony, we know now from 900 leaked emails that finally came out under a Freedom of Information Act. We now know that Fauci lied before the United States Senate. We now know they've been playing gain of function with coronaviruses, oh, I don't know, almost two decades. We now know that when he couldn't do it legally in the United States, U.S. taxpayer money went overseas. And then in 2012, a virus from the wild ended up in Wuhan, where for eight years they have been playing with it to see what they can do with it to make it a bioweapon, period. Period. And don't think the doctor, I'll find a vaccine for everything Fauci, from AIDS to you-know-what, to anything. I looked over Fauci's kind of checkerboard history. He's the perfect bureaucrat. He never gets fired for not completing a job. He goes to the NIH instead of treating patients. He's, gonna, he's a research. he's supposedly a researcher, but he's really more of a bureaucrat. And that's why he is the highest paid employee of anybody, including the president of the United States in the federal government today. He's just been there so long. And the benefits and the paycheck keeps climbing. He was going to fix AIDS. He didn't do it. There were a lot of things he was going to fix, and it never happened. But somehow, we're going to fix the coronavirus in a year. Now, even Dr. Fauci, remember last year? Last year... When the question would be raised in April, May, June and July and August and September and October. If you ask Dr. Fauci up until, oh, I don't know, Election Day. 2020. Oh, vaccine will take years to, to, to come. You know, you can't do the testing. You can't do this. We'll never know if they're any good. Fauci was running those vaccines down, saying, don't get your hopes up. Maybe by 2022, we'll have an idea. Maybe by the end of 2021, we we might have some possibility of a vaccine, but it's still going to be, you know, in test phases. So don't don't trust it. That's Dr. Fauci a year ago. Don't trust a vaccine that's rushed to market. Too dangerous. Instead, put on your face mask, social distance and stay home and go broke. That's the way you save yourself. That's pretty much what it was last year. Then there was a change at the White House. And suddenly, the greatest salesperson for this new vaccine is Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's out there saying, everybody's got to get the vaccine. I think every child at birth should get this vaccine. If I could sit Dr. Fauci down with a lie detector device, just to double check what he's saying. I would ask, so how long have these coronaviruses that have become bioweapons been played with and by who? How long have you been working on an antidote for such a bioweapon? I think those two answers would answer a lot of my questions about this particular virus and this particular vaccine the idea that Pfizer can announce today that their vaccine they think it's wonderful for five to eleven-year-olds and when you ask the question so what are the long-term effects what studies have been done you're met with silence no no we we know they're safe they're safe and effective well if they're so safe and effective then then riddle me this batman as the old saying goes riddle me this Why in Israel, one of the most vaccinated places on the face of the earth, why are they still having such trouble with this virus? Why are there people in the hospital in Israel that are fully vaccinated with this virus? Story after story after story is out there. And so what, what's the answer? Oh, maybe we need a booster. I've been listening carefully to what everybody's been saying on both sides of this, trying to find some hope in all of this, too. I've listened to very established, very credible doctors that talk about prevention and treatment for Coronavirus. And it all comes down to one thing. The more I've looked at it, the more I have looked at it so closely. Remember, these two young reporters are are just trashing Dr. Christina Parks, a Ph.D., because she believes that hydroxychloroquine has a benefit, as well as some other treatment. But see, these reporters believe that no treatment can ever work. You either get the vaccine or you go on a ventilator. That's your, Those are your only two choices, vaccine or a ventilator. And you try to talk about those that are having blood clot issues, those that are having conception issues, those that are having, you know, it's funny, speaking of a TV station, I think it was one in Chicago. I just, I can't remember, Chicago, Detroit. Sorry that it escapes me. Typical NBC station. They're, no, ABC. This was an ABC affiliate. And I want to say it was Chicago. If I, It doesn't really matter. It's just a mainstream media outlet in a big city. They decided about a week ago to ask their friends. Oh, this was so good. They wanted to hear from their viewers all the terrible things that are happening to the unvaccinated that they know. Yes. Tell us about the unvaccinated in your family and group of friends. We want to hear all about it. They were hoping to have stories of misery by the thousands of people that are unvaccinated that met their horrible end. Instead, they had 39,000 viewers reply to them of the disaster and the health issues caused by the vaccines. They were not bots. Believe me, if they were, we'd know about it by now. They would have figured that out pretty quick. 39,000 people shared experiences of loved ones that became very ill, permanently ill, long-term disability, or dead. I don't think that's the story that the ABC TV station was looking for. So I'm wondering if they'll ever do the big story about how many people have had an adverse reaction. Like I say, on Friday night, I did some research. And then as, as we got into Saturday and Sunday, I had to walk away for a while. And I'm sure some of you do, too. But that's Okay. That's okay. Saw this little quick story. As businesses prepare to follow President Biden's directive to require their employees to get vaccinated, 72% of Americans affected by that order say they would quit their jobs rather than comply. Specifically, only 16% said they would give in to the injection. And 35% would either ask for a formal exemption. The rest, they'll quit. Now, let me just give you a little perspective here before we close this topic out. What's that going to do? A lot of businesses, a lot of restaurants can't even open because no one wants to work. And if all of a sudden your workforce that does not want to get vaccinated can't come to work anymore, you're going to be in worse trouble. You have people in this administration that are trying to find devious ways of forcing you to take this vaccine, to be a part of the great long-term experiment. And that's simply what it is. If you look at it logically, we do not have a long-term study. The inventor of the mRNA technology is very much opposed for it being used in the manner in which it's being used. And I think I would listen to the guy that spent a lifetime researching this over political science people thinking they know medicine. We simply do not know. I'm thinking right now of people that my wife and I know that over the past year have had COVID-19. Two of the people that I know had a very, very difficult time. And in both cases, they were never treated early. They were only sent into a hospital when they were literally on death's door. But thankfully, both of them survived. Think of another one right now that I don't know that well. Uh, she was in the hospital about a year ago, expected to die, but by God's grace, even with comorbidities, pulled through. That's when they were still allowed to do tr- uh, certain treatments that they don't do anymore. Now it's vaccine or ventilator. That's the new way. That, that's the mantra in many states. Not everywhere, thankfully. But it is increasingly the mantra in some places. Vaccine or ventilator, your choice. There are people in Washington, D.C. that are seriously suggesting that maybe those that are on Social Security, retired, living out their years, if they don't get vaccinated, just threatened to take away their Social Security. Take away their their Medicare. Take away the things they paid in all their working life to receive later and break your contract because they won't take the experimental vaccine. Require people to have digital IDs. You know, the more I read, even Justin Trudeau up in Canada kind of let the cat out of the bag when it's, it's not about health. It's about a digital ID. It's about control. And for the first time, supposedly decent governments like the United States, this great republic for which it stands, it's run by reprobates. It's run by evil people. CNN had this commentator talking about Trump supporters and anti-vaxxers, that he's hoping in the afterlife that we are punished eternally. But then he admits that he doesn't even believe in an afterlife. Reprobates on the TV. Reprobates in government. Reprobates cursing and mocking God. Second Thessalonians says it so well. We are now experiencing God's curse on these people of mass delusion. I truly believe that some of these people who hated the idea of a Trump vaccine, but now that they own it, now that they've got it in their hands, they hold it like it's gold. They hold it like it's life's elixir. They hold it like it's going to give them eternal life. Hurry up and jab me in the arm. Give me my second shot. I'll come back for a booster because I will have eternal life on this earth if I take this vaccine. This is what it's beginning to sound like. And we demand you take it too because you unvaccinated may make me sick. I thought the purpose of a vaccine was to protect the, guy, the person that gets it. The analogy I've used a hundred times before. It's January in Northern Ontario, Canada. It's cold. So you demand I put on a jacket to keep you warm. This is what it's beginning to sound like. And as as Dr. Christina Parks said, if you listen in the first couple of minutes, guess what? The unvaccinated people are spreading the virus too. Doesn't stop the spread at all. And I'm afraid from stories that are beginning to come out, from places where the, shall we say, being vaccinated was way ahead of the curve here. Remember, it was all political why we started a little bit late. And now it's all political that we hurry up and get everybody injected. I've got some opinions on that, that I'll share in just a, a little bit before the program ends today. Time to change directions. I'm going to start on a topic. We'll probably have to carry it over. Actually, I got a couple of topics here that are fascinating. Didn't realize this until someone pointed it out to me. That back a little over a year ago, and you no, know, last summer, good old Facebook announced they would add labels to posts from politicians to protect the election and promote a healthy civic government. In other words, they are now the arbitrator of what is a good government and a bad. It's a single-party government as far as Facebook is concerned. And these labels were supposed to identify content that Facebook, who are now the thought police, along with Twitter, for the world, that they thought was inflammatory or what they considered misinformation, you know, saying like the virus came out of a lab (laughs) in Wuhan. And they would just label them as conspiracy quacks and fools and maybe not even remove the, the post. Now, why in the world Facebook felt they should moderate free speech that was not incendiary, in other words, promoting violence, is a question for another time. Media Matters for America, that's a left-leaning group, Media Matters for America, not to be confused with Media Matters, while the social giant continues to use labels on post, a study last year on Trump's post found that those that were labeled as possible misinformation had significantly more interactions than those that were not labeled. In other words... Those labels appeared to engage more readers, and Facebook began testing another label now this past July. And this one needs to really deeply concern you. See, they were playing the political game last year. You had Twitter trying to kick off President Trump. In other words, Jack Dorsey was demanding that Trump comply and change his values and thinking and politics and plans to meet uh, their agenda. But now we have another label coming out there. And it it kind of, we're going to be drugged back to the dark ages if this happens. They now believe, you ready for this? They believe that gardeners, people that, you know, plant vegetables and food, backyard gardeners, you ready? They're extremists. They're most likely extremists. People that grow tomatoes, people that grow. I don't know, green beans, people that grow their own tomatoes, green beans, bell peppers, whatever. We are most likely extremists. CNN agrees with that, too. They report that Facebook prompts are being shown, cautioning them that they, may, if they know anybody who's becoming an extremist, like somebody that, you know, cans their own vegetables for food. If you grow a garden to feed your family and put up your produce for the winter, Facebook considers you an extremist. You're a danger. Don't you know you must be dependent upon the very fragile supply chain? Because you cannot be independent. You cannot be off the grid. You cannot be not needing to go to the grocery stores. Can you imagine? One of the alerts shared on Twitter says, are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist? And once again, they, they talk about people that are too prepared I guess if you live in Florida, you're not supposed to have your hurricane kit. You might be too prepared. In other words, you're not going to be dependent upon the government. Think about that. The government is worried about those that can take care of themselves in the event of an emergency. Wow. And it doesn't stop there. Twitter posts are reporting snapshots of canning and gardening groups. And saying, be concerned about these people. We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. (laughs) So, you know, if you're out there, I don't know, living in Toccoa, Georgia, where I lived. I had a big garden years ago. And it was my wife and I's our garden, along with her sister and brother-in-law. We had a nice large piece of dirt behind the house. And some other relatives had all the dirt behind their house. We all grew different stuff. And we had the canter stuff going, and we we were going to town for weeks. There's nothing nicer than fresh-tasting vegetables in February. I'll get back to this. I've got a lot more to share on this topic. And I also want to tell you that I'm going to try every day this week. I'm going to try to do something I have never done to make sure that at least the last 10 or 15 minutes of the program gives you some true hope. It's easy to talk about all the negative news. There's so much of it out there. I can spend hours. I could could sit here behind this microphone for the next five hours and point out all the problems that our nation is currently facing. Without a solution, what good is it? I remind you of where it's going How these people think Yeah, take away grandma and grandpa's social security That'll make them get the vaccine We are coming into a time Of satanic totalitarianism And true believers in Jesus Christ Are going to be targeted Just like they're being targeted in Afghanistan It's going to come to the United States and you can say, oh, Bob, that's never going to happen. It's already happening in Canada. It's already happening in Australia. It's already happening in England. And the things that happen there as they devolve in their society always end up on our shores without fail. I'm going to ask you to take some time this week and do one of two things. Visit our website at truth2ponder.com. Still a lot of work to be done, so I apologize that i still got to get it finished. But truth2ponder.com. Maybe you have some thoughts and suggestions. I have somebody I'm trying to reach out to to help me kind of tidy it up and finish it up. But let me know. And also let me know that you are listening I've noticed in recent weeks the podcast numbers are rising. So if you listen by podcast, let me know on which platform. I'm kind of curious. Basically, where in the world are you? I don't need any big detail. You know, maybe I'm in, I'm in you know, the state of Virginia or something like that. Uh, and I listen as a podcast and it's on this platform or the other. It just kind of helps me to know uh, where, where, where the activity is growing. I'll tell you where it is growing. I can see on a map kind of, you know, what countries, not so much, and maybe basic regions. I can't get it down to uh, too close, but I can get it down to, like, the southeastern United States, northeast, midwest, and what have you. There has been a dramatic rise over the past mm, 20, 21 days, when I look this morning, in Canada. Especially in the middle part of the country, in the western part a very surprising rise and even in of all places even in Quebec and and Ontario but the rest is a little bit larger but I'm saying it's beginning to grow in Canada maybe the message is beginning to resonate and I do have a story from Canada to share on the other side of the break I'm going to give you our mailing address real fast and I'll give it again at the end of the program if you want to support us to buy the airtime It's 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, number 263. In Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That's 30537. This is Truth to
2: Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The secret of joy revealed in the Feast of Tabernacles. Shalom Echem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now. The Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot in Hebrew. It was the last and in many ways the greatest of Israel's celebrations. In Deuteronomy 16, God commands his people to celebrate it in this way. He says, you will be altogether joyful. You want joy? Of course you do. And you hope to find it. You hope to get something that'll bring you joy. A new possession, a new job, a new person, a new circumstance, a new blessing, something, and then joy will happen to you. But God's word tells us something totally different. In the original Hebrew doesn't say, so this happens, so joy can happen to you. It says, you will rejoice. God says, rejoice. You see, for the child of God, joy is a verb before it's a noun. It's not something you wait to happen to you. It's something you choose. Joy is a command in the gospel. Therefore, it's a surrender. True joy doesn't happen without your consent. You obey it or you don't obey it. We're told rejoice in the Lord always, no matter what. See, God doesn't want you wasting your life trying to get things that you hope will give you joy. When you can get joy right now, direct from the source. So stop being miserable. Eliminate the middleman. Surrender your conditions for joy and rejoice wherever you are. Rejoice in the Lord now. See, you can have an altogether joyful life if you learn this secret from Tabernacles. True joy is not to be waited for. It's to be obeyed, for God's joy is a command, not something you get, but something you surrender to. Want more? Ask for the Joy Command. You'll enjoy it. Now the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And sapphire is your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. So how do you all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to minister with me and bring In bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you Israel And to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue On five continents Just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 Or write me direct The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111 In Lodi, New Jersey 07644 It's Box 1111 Lodi That's L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644 Well until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Tenu, our joy.
0: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Ran across this story, by the way, welcome back to part two of our program, Truth to Ponder. And as I said earlier, if you're listening as a podcast, let me know or on radio, whatever station it is, please let me know where you're listening. Now, Guardian newspaper out of uh, England had a story, and this goes back a while. Um, Guardian wrote about some of the fact checkers that Facebook has been using for quite a while. And if you go back, even prior to the pandemic, okay, Facebook was shutting down certain talk about vaccines and medications because some of the medications being advertised on Facebook were from some of these very same big companies right now, like Pfizer. And so, to protect their bottom line, when people would talk about an adverse reaction, they would suppress it. So this is nothing new for Facebook. Facebook is all about control and money. When you have a company that brings in 40 some odd billion dollars, first quarter of 2021, January, February, and March, Facebook had revenue of 26 billion with a B dollars. And it's up 48% from higher priced advertising. And some of those advertisers, (laughs) well, they're the medical establishment. And so that's prior to to the pandemic. Now, Facebook does not want you to share true experiences about vaccine side effects. Now, you know why? Especially when Pfizer wouldn't want comments about any of their products, especially today. In other words, when you have a profitable, uh, a profitable business like Facebook, and you want to sustain the growth, you cut off all the things that can hurt that growth. That's what they're doing. Now, the beginning of the first section, and this is really quick, I talked about Dr. Christina Parks, PhD, her degree in cellular and microbi- uh, molecular biology in the short video that I, you know, I, I viewed and I shared a few moments of before the Michigan House And uh, she seeks to prohibit a vaccination as a condition of employment or education in Michigan. And the science she is quoting is the very information that Facebook and the United States government now would like to ban from social media sites. That's to manipulate and influence your behavior. So that's why I talked about the two young reporters and their hit piece. It was all a hit piece trying to debunk this, debunk that, debunk the other. They just piled on. I don't think those two reporters have a PhD like this woman does, or the experience or the knowledge, and could even properly spell cellular microbiology. Then, of course, all the anger about ivermectin, when you have these total airheads on late-night television talking about, they call it horse dewormer, and they hope that you take it and die if you're that stupid. And they don't acknowledge the fact that the inventor of ivermectin is a Nobel Prize winner and has been prescribed for humans since 1988. Plenty of uses. One of the most safe and effective drugs out there. But no, you had... The Rolling Stone magazine, like, I'm going to read that for real news and information. If you do, or if you know somebody that does, uh, it's a sad state. They had that picture on a story. I mentioned this last week, and i got to mention it again. They had a story about all these people taking horse dewormer, ivermectin, and they're filling up the hospital. The hospital's so full that all these gunshot victims, I'm serious, All these gunshot victims are lined up outside of a hospital in Oklahoma. And they are like 40 or 50 people standing outside of this hospital, all playing with their cell phones, standing in line, chatting, whatever. Supposedly, all of them are gunshot victims. But here's the best part. They're all wearing winter clothing. Yeah, this was August, August 16th when that story came out. That all the horse dewormer people are filling up the beds in the hospitals and all those people with the gunshot wounds are left outside to die. This is how idiotically bankrupt our media is. And I know that it's easy at times to be persuaded when they have these stories that tug at your heart and they have some video and you think that the hospitals are just buried in, in unvaccinated COVID patients. And then, like I shared with you last week, a leaked Zoom call video among a doctor and the hospital marketing people trying to find a way to include recovered COVID patients as still being in the hospital and clogging up the system if they're unvaccinated. In other words, how do we lie to the public to make it sound real scary? Now, trust me. This is not an isolated incident. I've worked around these people. I have a funny feeling that thousands of hospitals have had similar conversations. How do we make the numbers more scary? My wife and I are convinced that the United States is suffering mass delusion of our own doing. This week, I'm going to spend a lot more time in God's word with you. Because doing the news is one thing. But understanding the depth of what we're dealing with is another. Lots of misinformation out there designed to trip you up. I'm going to say it. I may lose a listener for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There is no connection between 5G and the coronavirus. Period. I've had people send me stuff that as an engineer, as a broadcast engineer, I look at this stuff and I'm going, what drugs were these people taking when they wrote this? I've shared it with other people that are broadcast engineers. And they look at it and they shake their head. Where does this nonsense come from? The same place as the QAnon stuff came from. All in an effort to discredit you. I have so many friends on Facebook, and they post everything that comes along that they think they can believe in without ever checking the source. And I find out, you know, half the stuff they're sharing is bogus. And the point is, you get labeled for passing that information. When you do pass something along that is true, you'll be labeled a misinformation person to be ignored. That, my friend, is is the biggest danger for you and I or anybody. That's why I'm so careful for over a year. I don't just share everything that I find. It may sound like a hot story, but I may figure out this is bogus. And if I share it, my credibility is gone. And so when I hear all this 5G nonsense See, they took the virus and they encapsulated it in this water molecule. And as soon as the 5G turns on, the water molecule explodes and the virus is released. I had somebody try to share that with me. And and I'm looking at everything, the, the charts and the graphs, and I'm going, this is total nonsense. This defies the laws of physics. This has nothing to do with a digital carrier running lower power than 4G, and, I, and I, people act like there's this mega-million-watt 5G tower out there, bzz, bzz, firing off death rays. <laughs> some of these antennas are the size of a coffee can, and they can be powered by a tiny solar power this panel. You know, like a one-and-a-half-foot-by-nine-inch solar panel can run some of this stuff. So I don't think there's a big death ray out there. And I think we have to be careful where you get your source. There's some websites I look at every day, and I know 99% of what they're going to share is nonsense. But I look for that 1% gem that stands out that I can verify elsewhere. It's not easy to do, and I hope you pray for me in the work that I do. Okay, I said over the weekend my wife and I got away from all the news and the troubles of this world. We have to. You can't do this all the time and keep your sanity. We spent some time playing some music and videos and things we found, uh, even some Christian music. And we really had a great time just hearing various types of Christian music And for whatever reason, this one song came up, and I liked it so much. This song was such an unusual encouragement, put a smile on our faces, and it truly gave us some hope in this very unstable and uncertain time. I hope it does the same for you as well.
3: Time is filled with swift transitions.
0: about you, but I needed that kind of an encouragement today. When you get up and you look at the news, it can be very depressing. And it's nice to know, and I like that song, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Christians are about to come into a time that is unprecedented in most of our lifetimes. Unless you lived in the Soviet bloc in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, or in Nazi Germany or North Korea. People in the United States, Canada, Australia, London, England, none of we never dealt with persecution. But we do now. And it's increasing on a day-by-day basis. And the one thing that is just standing out to me and my wife, we talk about it almost every day. We can see with clear eyes how totally illogical some of the things we're being told to believe. It doesn't make any sense. Very quick example. If you or I were asked to figure a way to get us out of Afghanistan, if you live here in the United States, I would have said, okay, we keep the military base in Bagram and we begin to get our people out through that secure base at Bagram We maintain our military presence until everybody's evacuated and we've pulled back to the easy-to-secure airbase, get our equipment out, and then we can leave. Did you notice that they did it entirely backwards? We closed down the base in the middle of the night, and we were treated to a public, hard-to-secure airport in a crowded city. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. We can understand that logically, but they can't. Many people today, they have now been blinded. God gave them over to a reprobate mind, the guy from CNN I mentioned, talking about those that are the anti-vaxxers and Trump supporters will suffer in the afterlife, if there is one. That person is definitely not knowing the truth and has been given over to a reprobate mind. You're seeing it before your very eyes. We are in a battle the likes you have never seen before in your lifetime. You better get ready so this week we'll spend more time preparing you from God's word. If you believe in the ministry, would you let me know? Our mailing address, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number 2 and the word ponder.com. That's Truththe Number 2Ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.